0: Oh yeah, coming to America and things like that. And so we had a lot of fun uh, with all those patriotic songs and enjoyed that. And tonight they'll all be playing and the fireworks are going off in Livingston and a wonderful time. We uh, consider the idea of freedom a refreshing thought. And, you know, here in America, the idea of freedom, all the went uh, through the, rev- war of rev- the Revolutionary War, through so many wars uh, about us being free as a nation and as people living in a nation, it, the, the idea of freedom for us is just a wonderful idea. Uh, but I want us to consider how free we are in America, and not really as a country, not governmentally, but as much as we are free uh, to live uh, according to God, and according to the design that god 's given us, are we really experiencing freedom freedom in Christ and so, in John eight, uh, Jesus is talking there that was read for us just a minute ago, and the the Jews are questioning jesus well you know we 're abraham 's children we certainly are free. And Jesus was trying to help them see that if they 'd listened to Him, they would have real freedom, freedom indeed. and they were blind at the time, as so many in our country and around this world are blind to the real freedom we can experience in following God, experiencing the great freedom in loving God and following His design that He has for us. the truth. Jesus says, will set us free and we can be eternally free. Listening to Jesus brings us the freedom that we desire to have in our lives. And so I want to encourage us to be thinking about that, experiencing all that God has for us, the great blessings that God has for us in our lives. We've got to follow a map if we're going to get where we need to be. You know last night we gave uh, told someone to follow a map to our house on at 320 East Montana Street. Well, usually uh Google or uh, some of these uh, apps that send you uh, certain directions, usually they send you to get to our house through up a one-way street or or up a road that doesn't exist because it it, it just isn't quite mapped properly yet. And so people have a hard time finding our house if they're following those maps. But we like to have maps to get where we're going. If you want to get to San Diego from here, you're going to want to look at a map. And if we're going to have the freedom that Jesus Christ wants us to have, we better look at the owner's manual, the map that God has for us. Or if we want to operate a machine, we better be looking at the design, the instructions. How many parts get left over when men put things together because they don't read the instructions? You know, you women, you wives, no, it's like, it's like no, no, Calvin, read the instructions. Oh, I've got it. Don't worry about it. And there's two or three pieces left over it. It kind of functions properly, but it might function a little better if I followed the directions, you know. And so listening to Jesus Christ, His call in our lives, we can have, as Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. As as God's people following Him, we should have the best life that anyone could experience. I was thankful Jeremiah 29 came up. Uh, you know, I, God wants us to be blessed. He wants us to have hope and a future. That's God's design for us. It's the message of the whole Bible. It's not just, the, oh, Jesus came, and, and now God wants us to have an abundant life. God, from eternal design, wanted everyone to experience the blessing and abundance that's in Jesus Christ. And in Matthew 25, as Jesus is telling those parables in there, he talks about how we can experience eternal life. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come into the eternal dwelling. That we can have the eternal blessing. And as Denny was saying just now during the singing, for someone in in a jail cell or in prison or in extreme poverty in third world countries, They can look to God for hope and freedom and blessing knowing that there is something so much better. This world is not our home and we as God's people have got to make sure we're striving all the time to remember that this is not our home. That we need to be living so that we can be in eternal dwellings. Some will miss the kingdom. Jesus made that very clear in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7. He said, the gate is small and the path is narrow that leads to life and few will find it. And that message we need to be considering in our own lives and hearts. We can't just say, oh yeah, well I have it and I'm one of the few. Well, that's great. John wrote that we could know that we have eternal life. That's why John wrote his uh, first John, that you might know that you have eternal life, but that life is found in Jesus and in listening to Jesus and following what He has for us to know and living according to His design. He's given us design to follow. You know, uh, you might think that some some child might say, well, that fish is in an aquarium. It's stuck between those four walls. And I, I just want to free that fish And I'm going to take him out of the aquarium and give him freedom. Well, what's going to happen? The fish is going to die. Your understanding or that child's understanding of freedom will actually kill the fish. See, we sometimes don't understand what we need to do to experience freedom. Or we might say, well, let's free that bird or plane from the natural laws of aerodynamics and, and gravity. Well, there's only one thing that's going to happen. If, you, the bird, if the law is not there, the bird's going to crash, and so is the plane that emulates the bird. So we're thankful for God's laws that work in our world constantly, always, always dependable. We've got to understand that it's because of God's laws things function. Because of God's teaching and laws, we can function properly and experience the real freedom that God wants us to have. In Romans 7 and 8, uh, Paul is, is sharing this message with the Christians there. And he brings up the law of the Spirit and and how we can be free from the law of sin and of death. And there in Romans 8, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. The law of the Spirit in Christ Jesus has set us free from that. He talks back in Romans 6 that, Thanks be to God that although you were slaves of sin you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed and having been freed from sin you've become slaves of righteousness there there is no absolute freedom We're either slaves of sin or we're slaves of righteousness, slaves to doing what is right and holy before our our Creator and God. And we need to be thinking about that. Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. It's not just, oh, everybody, you get eternal life. Eternal life comes by being in Christ Jesus. That's God's design, just as He designed and created this world, just as He designed our bodies so that when we cut it, it, the blood coagulates and stops bleeding. That's God's design. We're so thankful for that. Just as God designed that, He's designed that we would have freedom in Christ, that we would be slaves of sin The world really sees it backwards and worldly people. And and I want us to understand that for our own hearts. They they think that they're free when we're living free. It's like, well, I don't want to follow the Bible. It's full of a whole bunch of do's and don'ts and way too many don'ts in here, you know. I don't want to listen to this. But this is God's design for us so that we can be free. Some people say, well, I'm free because I'm not, I'm not bound by, by Christian morals and ideals. Well, you're not free. You are a slave to yourself, to sin, to this world, to Satan. And so we're, we're going to be a slave to something or someone. We're going to always be following something. Some people will say, well, I don't follow anything. I just do whatever I want. Wow! Wow! They're following what they want. They're following their design and their ideas instead of God's. And so we need, if we're going to really experience freedom in our lives, we need to understand God's design for us. People lust after the flesh. The flesh is controlling them enslaving them and we have numerous struggles with that in our culture in Romans chapter 7 Paul is trying to explain and you can view this for many different ways but he's showing uh, what happens whether we're we're following after the flesh or if we're following after the spirit and he's trying to make a point that that uh, we often are caught up in the flesh We're living by the flesh instead of living by the Spirit. He says in 7.19, For the good that I wish, I don't do, but I practice the very evil that I don't wish to do. I've struggled with that. I've struggled with knowing the right thing to do and not doing it. I I do that in my relationship with my wife. I know that I should be patient and I should be gentle sometimes. I know that. But there's times I'm not. And when I'm not, I don't get this euphoric feeling of freedom. Believe me. I get this sickening feeling of I've been again. I've been inappropriate. I haven't reflected the spirit of Christ. And my relationship isn't what I want it to be. We all struggle with that. These are real things. This is real. I don't want us to, to be thinking in some la-la land. I want us to be thinking real here. God is trying to bless my life. And the flesh is, is really working to destroy me. Satan is at work. He's alive and well, trying to ruin my relationships, trying to ruin my life, trying to help me have a miserable, lousy life. That's the outcome of living according to the flesh. And so sometimes we struggle with doing the right things. And he says there in 7.23, I see a different law on the members of my body waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin which is in my members. Uh, I become enslaved if I give in to the flesh. Uh, I'm not free because I throw God's design away. I'm not free at all. I'm enslaved to the flesh. I'm enslaved to Satan. And he says in verse 24, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Who can free me from this? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. John says in 1 John 1, that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He's our advocate. When we, when we sin, and I'm not going to stand up here and tell you I'm sinless. When we sin, I don't want to sin. But when I am not gentle and not kind and impatient and lacking self-control, the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit is the deeds of the flesh. And we are constantly struggling with those in our lives. Galatians 5:20, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, right in, right in that section there. We're, we're struggling with those things. And, and we think, well, I'll just, I'm just going to forget it. I'm just going to live the way I want. I'll be free. No, we aren't free. We are enslaved then to a way that is destructive. And so, all of us need to be working and striving to reflect Christ with our lives. Who will set us free? Jesus Christ will set us free. It's the only way to freedom. We all want freedom, but as I've been sharing, uh, we want good relationships. But what do we often do? We strike out at those closest to us. Well, I, I want to have a good relationship. Then, Calvin, why are you so unkind to your wife? You say? Why have you, are you so impatient with your kids? These are all real things in our lives. We want these things. How many times are you going to do it? How many times more? How many times are we going to let that sin enslave us when we're, we've been set free in Jesus Christ, free to live the blessed life that God wants us to have? We have to yield to His Spirit. We have to give up our desires and really yield. I know I came to Christ. I believed in Jesus. I, I repent of my sins. I confess Jesus as my Lord. I'm immersed. I'm buried with Christ in the waters of baptism. And I'm, I'm raised to new life. New life. You see, Jesus has forgiven my sin. The new life that I'm living, that we're living. We're here today because we want to live the new life. That's why we're here today. We're here to encourage one another to live the new life, to live like Jesus Christ, to put off the old man and put on the new man and change. We need to recognize we are in a constant state of flux. We're constantly needing to change and change those bad habits into the good habits that God has designed for us. I hit the wrong button. Yielding to His Spirit. No condemnation for those who are in Christ, for we're free from the law. What can I do? The things that I need to do are walk according to the Spirit, life and peace, he says in Romans 8, 5, and 6. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace everybody in the world wants life and peace everybody i don't care who you are you want peace how can i have peace well if i if i you know get mean and ugly to everybody and tell them you know you got to be like you've got to be a certain way so that I can get along with you. And, and when you don't act the way I want you to, I'm going to scream at you and holler at you and, and cuss you out. And, and when the cashier makes a mistake, I'm going to tell her what for. And, and when I'm out driving, you know, everything upsets me and I get to the stoplight and I slam the gear shift into park and have to wait again. And when I... That's not peace. Uh, but lots of people as Christians keep acting like that it's not peace it's not the peace that God is calling us to to truly be free we've got to learn to live by the Spirit I'm not saying anything new here it's not something you haven't heard a hundred times we're here to be reminded today of how we can really have freedom living by the spirit imitating our savior putting away the lust of the flesh we know what they are putting them away growing in the spirit the fruit of the spirit is what god is god is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control god is that And our goal in our life is to reflect that so that we can have the life and peace that He wants us to have. To walk in His steps, as Peter said, Jesus left us an example that we might walk in His steps, imitating Him, giving up our pride. Our pride is an amazing problem in our lives. It gets in the way of us loving people. It gets in the way of us saying, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up. It gets in the way of us having the blessed love and peace and joy that Jesus and God want us to have. Having the heart of Jesus. You know, seeing Jesus read the Gospels over and over and over and you see this love flowing out of His heart that everybody around Him witnessed. He's not light the other teachers of the law. He's not like people we're used to seeing as our rabbi. He's not like the Pharisees. They appreciated Jesus because he was different. He taught a message and he lived the message. And that's our challenge. And we can have the freedom that God and Jesus Christ want us to have. Why are we so angry? Why are we so impatient and unkind and, and unfaithful? Why do we return evil for evil or do unto others before they do unto us? That's a little twist on that one, isn't it? You know? Why do we do that? We'll never, we'll, we've never fully yielded to Jesus. So I'm telling you, whatever it is in your life, because we all struggle with, with different sins, different problems. You know, we all struggle with different things. What is it? We've got to yield that to Jesus. We've got to give it up for Jesus. We love the idea of freedom. But folks, we, we've, we've got to follow God's design. We've, we've listened to the world long enough. We've heard enough from the world. We, as God's people, need to hear His message more. It needs to be in our hearts and on our minds. And as, as uh, Moses records in Deuteronomy 6, we need to be sharing it with one another when we're sitting down and rising up and with our children, with our friends, with our neighbors, with our parents. Sharing God's message. A message that will truly bring us freedom and truly bring us peace and joy. Live yielded to His Spirit. Live yielded to His Spirit, folks. Today, tomorrow, the day after that, challenge yourselves. Let's challenge ourselves to really change. To put off that old man and put on that new man. We have the Spirit of God in us. Let's really live like that. Let's follow His design. Let's follow the owner's manual and experience a Life of peace and joy and abundance. Live with freedom. Now, if you're here this morning and, and you haven't uh, confessed your sins, haven't repented of your sins, haven't confessed Jesus as your Lord, haven't uh, been immersed, buried in the waters of baptism, raised to new life, we want to encourage you to do that and have the freedom from sin and and the freedom to live according to Jesus, the law of liberty that Jesus gives us so that we can experience the abundance and joy that He has for us. If you're here and you need to respond, we're going to sing a song and we want you to respond. Uh, There are leaders here that uh, want to share with you the message. And if you're here and you need the prayers of your family, uh, please let that be known while we stand and sing together. Oh, they tell me of a home far beyond the skies. Oh, they tell me of a home far away. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Oh, they tell me of an (coughs) clouded day. Oh, the land of cloudless day. Oh, the...